Welcome to The New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, The New Mind Creator. Today, I'll be interviewing Greg Whiting. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you'll receive alerts when new episodes are available on Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, please leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify. You know, Greg, often the things we encountered and overcame when we were a kid or what at ever whatever stage, we when we overcome it, we now begin to help people in that space. Did you have to overcome anything related to what you're doing now in your work helping people? Yeah, absolutely. My my work today is completely informed by my own lived experience and had it not been for my lived experience, I, I might be doing something entirely different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I look at my work as helping people mine the gold of unresolved trauma to really derive a sense of meaning and significance and place in their lives. And, and that's certainly been my journey for sure. What trauma did you have to overcome? <sighs> you know, I wasn't even really aware of much of my trauma. You know, in early development, I think we normalize so much of our lived experience and that's all we know, right? So it wasn't until later in life when I was struggling with chronic pain and anxiety and depression um, that I started to kind of uncover kind of the the patterns of abuse and um, kind of a lack of emotional attunement, neglect that were kind of buried beneath that. Um, and so, um, been a beautiful, uh, although challenging journey to kind of, um, you know, navigate those, those parts and aspects and really kind of find a sense of integration and wholeness through that journey. Have you noticed the business and entrepreneur, uh, people that you're helping, um, their trauma is tied to their business in some way shape or form yeah i find a lot of folks find me because they've actually built a lot of their success um, from a trauma response right so the that hustling to prove our own worth right um or just that sense of you know survival drive you know we've got to make it work um and so although a lot of my purpose they lack fulfillment because that that pedal to the metal drive is it's just a you know a straight line to burnout and you know then although we may be having significant impact in the world how can we really celebrate that if we've lost a part of ourselves along the way uh where did you grow up uh in new york one accent though (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Um and where <laughs> where do you live now? I'm in San Francisco. Oh, that's a definitely a big change from coast for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, there's been a few stops along the way. I love to travel. Um love to check out new places. And how long have you been living in San Fran? Uh 9 years this summer. So, oh, uh-huh. that's been a good stretch. Yeah. So, you know, you've had to overcome trauma in your life. And so what made you face 
the trauma. Oftentimes, a life situation and circumstances forces us to change whatever we're doing, our behaviors or our response to things. Uh, what was it that made you face, have to face this trauma? You know, I, I it's a good question. And I actually, I'm not sure if I was forced to, I was just given an opportunity to to heal it and an opportunity that I didn't even know existed. You know, at, at the time I'd been living in so much pain, you know, and I was pretty much just self-medicating to kind of navigate the anxiety, the, the depression and the pain. And I met a dear friend who was a massage therapist at the time. And she also practiced energy medicine, but she offered me a massage and I was living with massage. The thought of, like too painful you know I didn't want that and then she suggested energy medicine which would be working energy body which is where we store emotion and trauma and you know behaviors and beliefs organized around protection you know all get organized with it and I had enough trust in you know with her that I said sure even though I'd never heard of anything like energy medicine like let's give it a try and I realized I found something I didn't even know I was looking for and so that kind of opened my eyes to the possibility of healing that I did not even know, you know, was available. Um, you know, cause at that point I was probably just steps away from, you know, antidepressants, you know, pain meds, anti-anxiety meds. And yet I had always resisted that because I just also, that just didn't feel like it was the right path for me. So I'd say serendipity had a, a, a part to do with it. So it sounds like your body was screaming. So that's a part of life that made you have to change step in some direction. So you you said energy medicine. Could you explain that a little more? Yeah, you know, energy medicine is more working with the relationship between uh, parts, um, you know, so the way I look at the body is that every, every part of the body, whether it's a bone, a muscle, a tendon, a ligament, a belief, a memory, a hormone, an emotion, uh, a neurotransmitter, you know, all of these different parts are part of a symphony orchestra. So when we are experiencing health, the entire body, mind, spirit is making really sweet music you know there's a harmony there's a resonance there's a being and that harmonic resonance is just our wholeness and you know because of stress and trauma environmental toxins you know toxins in our food you know intergenerational patterns you know we start to get short-circuited the nervous system starts to down and the internal communication that had once kept all of these different parts in that harm starts to become compromised. So energy medicine helps to break up that noise. It helps to break up those interference patterns to return the system to its inherent state of wholeness, its inherent understanding of itself, where it can relocate a balance according to its own wisdom. So we are playing a song, even if we're not aware of it. We're playing some tune. Ideally, we're playing music, right? Yeah. I think a lot of us are playing noise. And, <laughs> you know, to your point that my body was screaming, mm 
um, you know, we, we just haven't developed the right understanding of the signals from our body, meaning our symptoms. Um, and so oftentimes we don't really respond and listen and pay attention to the symptoms until the body is screaming. But what if we actually started to tune in when those symptoms were just a whisper, just, you know, a, a soft tone? Um, then we could start to kind of course correct and be like, all right, you know, wh where is there some maladaptation to stress that um, has kind of thrown me sideways? And once we bring that back into resonance, you know, the system can course correct. How long was the process for you once you got that massage and I guess began learning uh, the things that you learned? Gosh, well, that was back in 1999, I imagine. And within a year from there, then I had started to study. And I studied with my first teacher for five years, which then brought me into the world of meditation, which I uh, was in India for a year, taking a deep dive into meditation. Thereafter, I started to study another form of energy medicine called body talk. And that was a good nine, 10 years of study. And then that kind of brought me into the world of um, neuroscience, you know, a deeper understanding of trauma. Um, and so, you know, my education has been ongoing ever since. Uh, and I'd say healing, um, you know, I don't think it's a, a, des a final destination. I feel like it's a journey. Uh, although I do believe there's different phases of healing. You know, I, I, there was a point when I was certainly in the trenches of my pain and my trauma, right? And, and now my healing path, I'm no longer in the trenches of pain, but my, you know, pursuit in my healing practice is that of an ever growing awareness and understanding of self, a deepening of my relationship with self. So then it's just helping me to keep my, my gaze at a horizon of possibility. And you mentioned body talk. Could you expound a little more on that? Yeah, you know, body talk works with neuromuscular biofeedback, which is a subtle form of muscle testing to restore those internal kind of to restore that, that symphony orchestra's uh, harmony. Um, it was developed by a chiropractor and osteopath. And, you know, the term innate wisdom, you know, within each of us, when we get a paper cut, there's an underlying wisdom within the body that you know, sends platelets and proteins and orchestrates all these biochemical transmissions to heal that paper cut. You know, so that system is what we're healing. You know, some people call that consciousness. Um, but whatever that healing mechanism is, that's what energy medicine is helping us come into a greater recognition of. So it's really the remembrance of our own, you know, underlying intelligence. What made you want to share all of this knowledge that you've learned, you know, starting with your journey and then you begin to uncover things and learn what made you want to share with others and help change their lives? You know, I reached a point where it's like, well, who am I not to share this, you know, benefited me in my life and really transformed me from the inside out. It, it almost would have felt selfish not to, you know, but I was, you know, definitely living a different life working in the nonprofit world. You know, I, I didn't seek out to be on this path. Um, it kind of chose me when I was in India, I was in a, um, 
a meditation resort and I was in a work as meditation program where they actually assign you different work. Um, and so I was actually assigned to become a meditation facilitator. So it, it kind of chose me again, this like serendipity. So I was holding space for others in a meditation practice. And, um, and so that it just kind of fell in my lap and, you know, I just kind of followed and work with it and um yeah at this point you know also i just see that we're in a pretty interesting time in humanity where i think a lot of a lot of the pain and wounding that had been kind of hidden or buried beneath the surface is you know coming coming to surface and you know there's just so much pain and wounding but as it's surfacing it's a critical opportunity to heal so I just for healing um, if there ever were one. And so um, I'm happy to be here. And, you know, part of what I teach in my, you know, program is kind of mapping a journey from pain to purpose and locating a sense of place within the world. And so this certainly is, you know, one part of, you know, my place in the world. Uh, are you able to share with us um, a meditation that we could practice daily, something simple that you've learned? Yeah, I really start all of my my students and clients with what I'd call the sacred pause. And so just pausing, um, literally just stopping. And in that pause, there's a little more space to notice. Just notice what is present. You know, I think we're really conditioned to experience and that can really get in the way of healing because really the path of healing is to slow down to be with our pain so we can metabolize the pain, process the pain, you know, move through the pain. So we pause, we notice what's present and, you know, we open to what is we open to it. And so instead of running from it, instead of judging it or shaming it, open with curiosity, with wonder. Um, and ultimately we start to develop, you know, as much love and acceptance towards what is, even if it's, you know, our greatest wound. So yeah, pause, notice, open. And can you share uh, a mindfulness practice? You know, for me, I love two concepts that I particularly, you know, cultivate and share are the essence of totality, just bringing our total awareness to what is. Um, but working with that in relationship to the concept of choiceless awareness. So be fully present to what is. So right now I'm with you. Um, but I'm not trying to block out everything else because I'm with you, but I'm also in my apartment on a busy street so I can hear, you know, some <laughs> noise outside. And I'm not trying to block that out because that would imply some force and effort and tension, which I think is the antithesis of meditation, which is a relaxed, alert awareness. So I'm being total in this moment, which is being, but it's also being with, you know, the leaf blower on the walk outside my window. <laughs> um, 
And, you know, so I love the concept that there are no distractions in our practice, you know, the choiceless awareness in into our field of awareness without, you know, thinking one is better, one is worse, one we should focus on, one we should, you know, ignore. Um, and that just frees up a lot of energy and a lot of bandwidth and just supports kind of that ever expanding awareness of our consciousness or growth consciousness. What is the goal of meditation when we begin to meditate? What should be the goal? You know, I don't know if there's any one answer to that. Um, okay. For me, I look at it, you know, because all the tools I work with, you know, from neuroscience and energy medicine, somatic and mindfulness-based practices, which I weave together. I'm working with all of those trauma healing. So I'm always looking through the bent of kind of a trauma-informed lens and, you know, growth. Um, so for me, I, I like to think of it as mind training and helping to orient the mind towards possibility and to kind of help shift patient and focused of the mind from the limitation of the pain body and the limitation of identification to the possibility and the expansion of presence. Um, and so, yeah, shifting from pain to possibility. And how long have you been helping people uh, doing your one-on-one -on -one practice and certifying people as well? um eight at least 18 years but it might be up to 20 now i need to need to recount <laughs> it's, been, it's been a good long while <laughs> yeah and are you currently working on anything in any projects in particular so i always have a, a on board one-on-one -on -one clients and you know i've always been teaching you know in some capacity for yeah nearly two decades um, what I've done, and I've always really loved in person. And, you know, even before COVID, you know, a lot of people had encouraged me to kind of online community and course. And I always resisted that because I just love, you know, um, live events. Uh, but COVID was definitely kind of, you know, a catalyst to shift online. So, <clears throat> excuse me, what I have now is an eight week online course that is basically a trauma and neuroscience roadmap. And then the seven pillars of my system, which is called Prisma, are basically the dropped pins on that roadmap that kind of let you know where you are and where you're headed on your path of healing. Um, and that really is mapping that arc of, you know, transformation from pain to purpose. And then there's guided meditations that kind of pair with the course um, that are you know, over a nine month period that really help students integrate somatic and mindfulness based practices and principles, um, really embody it. And I look at that as kind of the G so the roadmap, the drop pins, the GPS, and then the energy medicine is also nine months access to monthly workshops where I teach an entire energy medicine, self-care um, healing system. So you really have the vehicle, um, you're equipped with the vehicle um, to help you have a healing practice for life. And are you on any social media platforms? 
mostly Instagram, um, Greg underscore Whiting, uh, W-I-E-T-I-N-G. Um, and yeah, from there you can, you know, loop into prismamethod.com or gregwhiting.com. What is your one to grow on? What valuable piece of information would you like to leave our audience with? Hmm. <laughs> so many, so many gems I'd love to impart. I, I'd say, you know, a lot of folks find me there, the end of their rope. Um, and they, you know, have maybe tried everything under the sun to heal and haven't really found what meets them where they're at. Um, so for me, I just like to impart healing as possible. And so really a message of possibility um, and also a, poss- a message of action, right? To take the action, to take the steps, to find the support. We can't heal in isolation. We need support. We need community. You know, we're social creatures. And so trauma heals through relationship. So don't give up, believe in the possibility and then take the action steps, the practical steps to, you know, to heal. Thank you for listening to The New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, The New Mind Creator. This podcast has been sponsored by Abundant Sports and True Serum. Head over to www.mauriceflornary.com to receive more motivation and insight to help create your new mind.